Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Excuse me. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. I'm gonna make this one really easy. Be really weird if Brupolo was in Blue Springs. Blue Springs. I mean, I I can't make it any easier. That's a layup. That's a layup for us today. So there we go. I was just in Blue Springs. Robbie, you travel to more small towns in Mississippi than anybody I know. When you cover East Webster and Eupora and yeah. Choctaw County, it happens. I believe it. Yeah. Those are, those are some uh, two A teams. So I want to meet the Robbie Falk of South Mississippi, who's, who's heading down to, let me, let me look at my map here, who's heading down to New Hebron and Sandersville and, and Quitman and places like that. I can assure you there is someone. Oh, there's somebody down there working for like the Hattiesburg paper or something like that. Yeah. The Blue Springs, nice place. I don't know if they have a coffee shop. Um, we'll see. I mean, it really isn't a nice place. There's really not a whole lot to do there, but they do have a good softball and baseball team. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, Blue Springs. It's a nice I mean, place. Two seconds later. It's really not a nice place. I mean, I, I live in the middle of the woods in, in Choctaw County, Mississippi, so hey, I'm not, not going to say you? that I'm living in a great place, but I mean, there's not a whole lot to do in I'm Blue sure Springs. I'm sure Blue Springs is a fine town with fine people. They have the Toyota plant there. So. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, anyway, move, we're just going to move on. We're just going to go, go I, on. I feel like, I, I feel like I've, I've crapped on Blue Springs here. I, I don't mean to say it's not a nice place. I'm just saying there's not a – it's not a mecca. Yeah, you know, Blue Springs, it's great, but it sucks. So apologies well, to Robbie the people Falk. of Union County. I mean, my gosh, man. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com, my goodness. You, wanna, you, you got anything to say about bad about them, Robbie? I don't know. It's kind of like our friend Ben Portnoy. We say like, he's a really nice guy, but he's really a piece of trash. <laughs> he, 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 he do be saying that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't always find anywhere else because nobody else has a bigger or or better selection of it than College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant. It's just different. It's just delicious. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It is a place that you can't find anywhere else, not just in Starkville, but anywhere else you travel. Nobody else is making tacos like they have over at Humble Taco. Nobody else is giving you the experience that you have at Humble Taco. Great patio for sitting outdoors when the weather's nice or even when the weather's hot. Just sit out there, enjoy a margarita or a cold beer, and enjoy some great Mexican food 
at Humble Taco. Firehouse subs. I hit firehouse subs again yesterday for lunch. I was just craving the meatball sub. I didn't get the free one this time because my name didn't start. I think yesterday was like, you had to start with like a weird letter, like U, X, V, or Y. Something like that. It was, it was really weird. Today is C. So if you're a C, that's I say today. Today is we're recording. So if you were a C yesterday, you could have gotten a free sub. Follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter to find out if today is your name day. You could be getting some free sandwiches. And you can always get free sandwiches when you use the Firehouse Subs app because you just pile up the reward points every time you order. They got locations in Starville and Columbus, Oxford and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. I want to do the Cruton song, but it's not done yet. We're not- so close, Brian. We are so close. You can taste it. We're going we're gonna to hold off. Cruton song is one for when commitments are made. But all indications are that one of the top transfers left on the market, Isaiah Mosley, a, a shooting guard from Missouri State, six foot five, is headed to Starkville. This is a guy who, over the last two seasons at Missouri State, has averaged 20 points a game. He's a career 40% shooter from three point range. You, know, you think a guard shooting 40%, not terrible. But when you're doing it from three point range, Really good. He's basically a career 50% shooter, period. Also averages about six rebounds a game. This guy is a star. Mm-hmm. He was a star over the past couple of years. This will be a huge addition to the roster if Chris Jams can uh, can dot the I's and cross the T's and bring Mosley on board, which, as we said before, and honestly, Robbie, at this time of day that we're recording, it is possible we got to change tune in the middle of this to change to he has committed. We're that close it, to it. It is possible. And it's a huge it, addition I mean, if it happens. It's also possible that he could completely pivot and go somewhere else. I mean, that's just that's that what you're dealing with with the transfer portal and really recruiting as a whole. But as of right now, everything is trending towards Mississippi State landing Isaiah Mosley. And that's a huge thing for Mississippi State. Now, if Kansas had a spot for him, would he go to Kansas? Probably. But they don't have a spot for him. But they want they want him. They've been recruiting him. They have other options ahead of him, and they have some guys that could possibly return and things like that. But the fact that you're in there with a blue blood for a guy like this that's highly coveted, let's not sugarcoat it at all, this guy, is he's one of the top transfers in the transfer portal at this point. And this would be a tremendous gift for Mississippi State. He's a guy, I'm not expecting him to come in and average 20 points like he was at Missouri State, but he's a guy that could immediately change things for you and for this lineup next year, be a huge addition for for the Bulldogs. And you know we haven't we didn't mention it when it happened, but DJ Jeffries has pulled his name out of the portal. So with the addition of Mosley, assuming it happens, State's got twelve of thirteen slots uh, filled up. That's a pretty good job when you consider you know I think just a few weeks ago State only had three guys that were were guaranteed to be be there for the the twenty two twenty three season. Jans has sort of lived up to the billing in terms of being able to recruit the portal, being able to go in there and, and get some some quality guys. You know, McNair is a guy who looks like a depth piece. He's a guy who can, you know, give you some rebounds and some defense. But Deshaun Davis and Eric Reed to go with Mosley, you've got some firepower there. You got a true point guard finally with Davis, a guy who led the Pac 12 in assists last year, and two big time three point shooters in Reed. And Mosley, something state, I mean, 
Robbie, I, I don't know that anybody railed on anything harder than you and State's inability to make three pointers last year. It was mm-hmm. a it was a pandemic. It was it was it was it was it was an, you know, out of control how poorly they shot from behind the line. And now with Reed and with Mosley, you're bringing in two guys who are forty percent plus from behind the line. State's got I me. Mean, we knew State was going to look really different, but they're going to look different in the best possible way. It, it appears as we're sitting here, obviously talking about it in May. Yeah, and I'm not expecting them to come out and just, you know, be bombs away from three-point range and be that kind of team. And I don't know if they have a whole lot of guys on the roster that can do that, but I think they'll be better in that regard. And, I, you know, Eric Reed, is I thought, was a big pickup for them because he's a guy that can do that. Yes. That's, that's something that, that he does well. So um, I think they've done a really good do- job of putting this thing together, piecing it together. And I think this is going to be the norm with – Chris Jans, he's going to piece together a roster every year with the right pieces. He loves to do this, and uh, this is going to be his thing. And he hasn't done anything at Mississippi State yet, and he's already been able to put together a pretty good roster. And adding a guy like Isaiah Mosley would be um, a tremendous get for him without having even coached a ball game here at Mississippi State. Yeah, and and – there's something to it for a coach to – you know, coaches make promises all the time, right? That's part of the part of the gig. But for Jans, you know, from day one has talked about the portal and talked about building a team and 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 you know not building a program. And you know, sometimes it, you just wonder if it's just coach speak. But the the effectiveness he's had without being able to show any results at Mississippi State makes you think that gosh, if he comes in and is successful and is able to do some things at Mississippi State, this could be a, a situation like you're talking about where year in and year out, he's just successful bringing guys in and, and, and keeping this program you know, afloat. And I think, you know, I don't know that if it's a tournament team as, it's, as we sit here today in May, obviously another piece to come uh, with, with, with you know, one more scholarship available. But it appears like, State has good pieces in place. You know, a real point guard, two lethal outside shooters. Tolu Smith, one of the best post players in the conference. Cam Matthews, a guy, who, a good role guy off the bench, gives you some energy, gives you some defense. Um, you know, we've got to see what, what Keyshawn Murray is going to become. Uh, Keyshawn Murphy, I'm sorry, is going to become uh, for Mississippi State. But that's a guy who was pretty highly recruited coming out of high school. Maybe he can give you some things. I like this where this team is on paper. It's I'm going to have to see a few games to see how it all gels and what the chemistry looks like and everything else, because that was one of the big issues last year was was chemistry. Those guys, they, they it felt like they just never came together. Going to have to be different this year. And of course, like I said, with Moore, Shaq Moore, and DJ Jeffries coming back, I, I think they're going to be a little bit more of role players, which will be interesting for Jeffries, the guy who I think started basically every game last year. I, I don't know that he'll be a starter. This year, I think he's the guy who's going to come off the bench and, and try to give you some some offense from there. But it's a very interesting team early on. Yeah, and I, you know, DJ Jeffries, I think can be he's got the potential to be significantly better than he than he showed this past year. I think he's a really good defender and he's got the tools. He just he didn't have as good a year as as I thought he could. And um, I think Shaq Moore can be better, too. And maybe he will be that you can take a little pressure off of him, bring him off the bench, allow him to be a little bit of a spark. 
I think he can be a three. I think he can help you at three point range. He can be a better shooter than he showed too. And if that guy's coming off the bench, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, that's a pretty good depth piece there with him. And um, you know, the same thing with McNair. I think he can come in and spell um, the post players a little bit. And you have Tolu Smith, a healthy Tolu Smith, makes this that makes this team so much better. I mean, last year, what is that team with a healthy Tolu Smith all year? Because they never were able to really get any kind of um, continuity with him in there because he was in and out of the lineup. And when he finally got going, it was too late. So I, I think Tolu is the guy you build the team around. Mosley is another big piece for you, too. And they just have a lot of pieces here that you can do something with. And I, I feel like getting DJ back was big because I, I think that last year can be a little bit of an anomaly and you could have a lot more production out of him. So I'm excited to see what these pieces do in a different kind of system, too, because, um, you know, Jans is going to be – a little a little different than Howland. I, I don't expect the offense to be high flying or anything like that. Um and I think people are going to be surprised. It's going to be a little more slow play, slow pace than they think, but I think that this this team could be a lot more exciting with Chris Jans at the helm than it was with with Ben Howland because it was never a, a a personnel issue really. Yeah. with Ben Howland. You you said that word exciting. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. Mississippi State sports have just not been exciting the past 365 days. So uh, the idea of an exciting up and down attacking basketball team, I think it would get, and, and people were begging for that last year when you had the players with Molinar Brooks. I mean, you had, you had guys who could get out and run. You felt like it anyway, but they just never did. They played that, that half court game and, and were just very deliberate. And obviously it, it didn't work uh, the, the way you wanted it to. So what is it with Mosley coming in? That's three transfers for the men. How many women for the women? How many did they end up with? Four? Oh, you put me on the spot. Four or five? Let me, let me be sure. Um, let's see. One, two. One, two, three, four, five. Five. So yeah. both of these coaches, you know, new coaches, understand that it's a new game out there. Um, and and it's gonna. This is the way of the future. I'm interested to see if Chris Lamonis can make that that change, in the in the next month or so because he's gonna have to. Mike Leach, I I think Leach is underrated in terms of what he does with the portal. I think that having Kiffin in the same state and the way he went out and just and, and I think that's good. I think that may just be Kiffin's philosophy going forward, which I'm yeah. interested to see how it works, like in year two when you're loaded with sophomore and junior transfers who can't really go anywhere, can you go out and get another batch of sophomore and junior transfers who are going to come in and go, okay, where am I starting? Yeah, I because it's, it's one thing to do it in basketball where you have such a small roster. And yeah. You're kind of, if you're getting really good players, you're getting only one or two years out of them anyway. So right. those, those teams are used to massive turnover. Yeah, if you're if in football, it's a little bit different. Yeah. You have eleven people on each side of the ball, and everybody's got a mesh. And um, you know, if you miss on three or four of these guys, you've whiffed here, and you don't have anybody developing underneath them to to kind of push somebody in. Right. So this well, could just, be a this could be huge for Lane Kiffin, or it could be a disaster. I mean, it's it's kind of like relying heavily on the ju- on junior it, college. It, it feels very feast or famine. It does feel that way now. We'll see what he does next season. But what I was going to say about Leach is Leach has not been afraid to go into the portal and get guys, but he's been a little bit more selective and he's found guys where he needs them. 
it's it's not a just it's not just a I'm going to use this to supplement. I should say it, I'm using it to supplement the high school class. It's not I'm going to build my class around transfers and a few high school kids. Which, if you want to do that, to me, you, you need to be getting elite high school kids, guys who yes. can contribute. You know, if you're just getting a, a, a bunch of three star high school kids, then what's the point? So that's just just my opinion. But I, I think Leach. People have given Leach some grief about his work in the transfer portal. I think people are just looking at Kiffin and saying, "Why aren't we doing that?" Well, when you return seventeen starters, what are you gonna? What are you selling to a transfer? They went out and got two corners. They went out and got a kicker. They, they're still trying for offensive linemen. Yeah, that's really all you can do. So, and that's, that's the, really that yeah. that's really led. I I feel like that has led more than anything to the negative reaction from this fan base, the apathy things like that is because they see the excitement that Ole Miss is getting in the portal and they forget about the fact that Mississippi State returns most of its offense. They return a lot of the defense and they just had to get some pieces here and there at some spots of need, like the offensive line and safety and and special teams. In reality, states filled a lot of those spots that they needed to fill Mm -hmm. and they're pretty much set for this season. There's a couple of spots they need to fill, but I mean, at the end of the day, and I know this is a completely different conversation, but like you said, Leach has pretty much done his job the last two years in the transfer portal. He went out and got wide receivers that were going to come in and help them right away, and, th- and that worked. He went and got a guy like uh, Jalen Green who came in and competed and started the safety position. They needed somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Randy so Charlton. Randy Charlton came in, and, and really that was a huge signing after Jordan Davis went down. So I think you should be – I think you you should be optimistic about what Leach has been able to do in the portal. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Um, and let's not forget that Leach, I mean, it didn't work out, but K.J. Costello was a huge grab at the time. It just just didn't work. So, I, I don't worry about it. And with Jans, I feel, I mean, this has been, if I had to create like a preseason checklist for Chris Jans, this is a big box he's checked off, his ability to go out and get players like this. I mean, between Reed and uh, and Mosley, you're talking about two guys that averaged basically 35 points per game, 36 points per game last year, and that's huge. I always I always come back to this thing that Vic Schaefer talked about one time, and I'm sure you remember it, but it was when Jordan Danbury got her extra year of eligibility, and he he looked at us, he was like, guys, I just added 13 points per game to my lineup. Do you know how hard it is to add 13 points per game to your lineup? It's almost impossible. And I mean, and that's a good point. And I don't, like you said earlier, I don't expect those guys to come in against SEC competition and be able to get the same kind of numbers. But even if I knock them down to 12 points and 15 points per game, that's still huge. That's still big for Mississippi State, especially if they're shooting at the percentages that they've shot in the past. If they're, if they're being, you know, they're not high volume scorers. They're not somebody who's having to get 15 points on 17, 18 shots. That's that's what's going to be the key for Mississippi State this year. So, good good start from James. I was hopeful we could get the actual commitment in, but I guess we're going to have to wait on that. Oh well, I maybe tomorrow. Tr- maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. So, speaking of t- uh, well, not tomorrow. Speaking of tonight. Well, let's 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 move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. When you're looking for something to cook for the family this weekend, if you're going to be cooking out, put some beef on the grill. Steaks and burgers, always a good choice. Tri-tip, picanha, brisket, 
You can't go wrong. There's just so many great cuts of beef out there, and they're all best when you cook them over that open fire. Head to the grocery store, talk to your local butcher, and find out what's going to be the best choice for you. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. So a little, little story here. My wife had some of uh, her company higher-ups from New York from New York City here in town. Where did they go to lunch? Two Brothers. Two Brothers. And what did they have to say? It's good. It was, it was fantastic. They really enjoyed it. Great choice for southern food. Somebody wants to eat great southern food? Two Brothers is the place to take them. It's smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it, but who delivers for you? Advantage Business Systems does. If you've had ever had problems in the past with a copier or a printer going down on you, man, you know what a pain it can be to get service for those things. But not with Advantage Business Systems because they're a Mississippi business. They can be at your location within 24 to 48 hours. You're talking to somebody who is on the same page as you. They want to get you back up and running as quickly as possible. That's the difference that you make with Advantage Businesses. Oh, and by the way, they have the best selection of these kind of products of anybody you're going to talk to. Call them today and put them to work for you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Okay. So I'm going to be at Duty Noble this weekend because, and I feel like this is one of those things I have to say. I'm going because I want to see Tennessee. I want to see how good this team really is live. Part of me, obviously, is wondering: Is there a chance the state can can get a, at least get a win here? Now, when we're talking about the SEC tournament, it starts here. State has to win the series to have any chance to go to hoop. They have to win the series. They here, here what's well, going to work like this: If State finishes tied with Kentucky, they have to win the series to have any chance to move forward. If they do that, they can move forward depending on who wins the West. So it starts there. Got to win the series. Because if, if, if even if Kentucky gets swept this weekend and State only gets one, then Kentucky would win on the first tiebreaker, which is who had the best record against the conference champion. Kentucky would be two and one. State would be one and two. So let's say State gets two. Kentucky gets one. Now they have the same record. And State has won the series. So they have the same record against Tennessee. A lot, lot of moving parts here, Robbie. I see, I see the, the wheels turning in your head. The next tiebreaker. We, we go to the second place team. But it right? depends on who wins the West. Okay. If Arkansas wins the West, State would go to the, the SEC tournament because State was 1-2 and two against Arkansas and Kentucky was 0-3. Okay. But if Texas A&M wins the West, Kentucky will go to the SEC tournament because they were 1-2 and two against A&M and State was 0-3. Okay. So State needs the following things to happen to get to Hoover. They have to win the series against Kentucky. I'm sorry, against Tennessee. They have to finish, obviously, tied with, uh, with Kentucky. They cannot state cannot lose the series and finish with a better record than Kentucky. I haven't looked at anybody else. Is uh, is is it just state and Kentucky battling it out? Is Alabama in the mix? Alabama is down there, but I feel like they're going to get it. 
Okay, I hadn't so, even looked at the Kentucky is the one. I mean, Kentucky right now is in 12th and state is 13th. So state can't if state just wins one game and Kentucky gets swept, they finish with the same record. But because Kentucky beat Tennessee in a series, they would move forward. Well, so state Al- has Alabama to win can, the series first and foremost. Alabama can muddy this up. They're they're at 10 and 16. Mm-hmm. So if they get swept and State wins the series. State would have to win the Bama. series. Again, it starts with State, State has State's to win nine the and series. 18, State's 9-18 and 18 in, the, in the league, right? Right. So if State wins right, the series. Alabama can win one game. They'd be at 11. They'd be 11 and 18. State mm-hmm. would be 11 and 18. 11 and 19. 19. Oh, that's right. So Alabama, Alabama would, so Bama would get in with that. Because if Bama gets game. swept, if Bama gets swept mm-hmm. and Mississippi State wins the series, then Bama is la- is uh, thirteen is behind them. Yes, if they get they swept, be, they'd be ten and nineteen, and State would be again. They haven't saying they win the series. They would be eleven and is that right? Eleven and nineteen. They would be eleven and nineteen. They would be ten and nineteen. So State would have more one more win with the same amount of losses. So State would ha- State would State win should that. have yeah. But again, the, the main point to take away from this. State has to win the series. State has to no win the series. What. Yes. Over if the they don't win the series. The if if they lose the first two games, the season is over. Saturday's game, you're just you're just playing. You're just it's just senior day, and that's it. That's the yes. last time you'll you'll see those guys. That team you'll see that team as it is. Mm-hmm. So they have to beat the number one team in the nation two times this weekend to have any opportunity whatsoever to continue their season in Hoover. Yes. That's that is the long and the short of it. Robbie Falk. Do they have any chance of doing so? I, th- I do think they have a chance because, I mean, here's the thing. They should be able to play as loose as they played all year. There's absolutely nothing to lose this week. We, the Everyone is everyone in the fan base, not everyone, but most of the fan base has kind of have, has really accepted the season for what it is. They know it's basically over with the exception of maybe going to Hoover. Um, this team has been through so many ups and downs, so many frustrations. Now you just come in with a chip on your shoulder. You're playing number one team in the country. Everybody expects you to be swept. That's outside of Starville. Mm-hmm. And um, you have a chance to to move into next season with some positive vibes. And I got that sense on Tuesday night that that's how they're approaching it. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to lose. They, they, they're going in with, um, you know, a, a little bit of a loose attitude. And you're playing at home. A lot of these guys are playing at home for the last time and most of this lineup and some of these pitchers. Mm-hmm. So they have a shot, but it's going to take Tennessee to kind of looking over them. Because this, this Tennessee team is so good. I mean, it's just they're loaded top to bottom. They have the pitching. They have the hitting. They have the defense. And they've put together one of the most impressive conference seasons ever. They're twenty-two and five, forty-six and seven overall. Mm-hmm. It's going to take this team really just saying, you know what, we got the conference in the bag, and whatever. To me, Robbie, when you look at Tennessee and the way they've played this year, and the way Vitello coaches this team, that seems highly unlikely. Yeah, it feels like that will come in. And and you mentioned this last week or earlier this week. I'm sorry that Texas A&M was talking about, you know, beating the, the, the national champions. 
there's still something to that for the next three games, right? That state is the defending national champion. And Tennessee might want to come down here and put that stamp on their record that we went to the home of the national champion and smacked them around on their own field. Yeah. Tennessee strikes me as the kind of team that would like to be able to say that. So I think you're going to get Tennessee's absolute best shot this weekend. And uh, that being said, I would be surprised if state wins a game, let alone the series. They haven't been um, totally unbeatable in the last. They started out with 12 and 0. And since then they're 11 and five. I think that's right. I mean, they, they, they weren't after that first game against Auburn, they weren't great. Mm-hmm. They lost the series the next week to Kentucky, and mm-hmm. they were they were really were not very good in that series. Yeah, they could have they they kind of struggled a little bit um, at times against Georgia. Um, so I mean, they're and, and of course they killed Belmont, but I mean, what can you take away from that? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I I feel like they're probably going to come in looking for something to prove too. I mean, they know what state's fan base is like. They know what they know what it's like. You know, they know what duty nobles like and things like that so i don't think they're coming in here you know treating mississippi state like a, a midweek conference no, opponent but there but you know there's not a ton for them to play for right now either I and mean, they're probably mm-hmm. going to be the number one overall seed um they're they've already racked up over 45 wins in the regular season i mean there's insane it, it's really they, it really is they, it could be a situation it could be a situation where Thursday, Friday, they they go all out, and then Saturday, if they've won those games, they might take it back a notch. Yeah. But I think Thursday, Friday, they're going to play all out. Yeah, I I, de- I I could definitely see it, but I mean, you just never know. Baseball, it a is baseball. Sport, man. Man. You, know, you you don't ever know. And, and say this for state, and I've been saying this for the past few weeks. I don't feel like they've given up. They just haven't got what it takes to win these games. I mean, they were down four nothing in the first inning in North Alabama. They could have just packed it in. Could have said the heck with it. Said they came back and played well the rest of the way. So it just sort of is what it is with this team. If they have a lead late in the game, I don't expect them to be able to keep it. But you never know. They Maybe they can get lucky here and, and keep a game close into the ninth and have a chance for, for a little walk-off magic there uh, at Diddy Noble. We shall see. Tomorrow we will recap that game here on, the, uh, on Thunder and Lightning. Uh, probably we'll have Mosley's commitment one way or the other tomorrow feels like it's going to be the one way that which is the maroon way which is good for mississippi state but we'll 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 have that for sure tomorrow uh plus a little bit more uh as we go so guys have a great thursday back with you on friday for robbie falk i'm brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super clock The bombshell straight to the track The 21st century killing machine Burned on the inside of five-headed team Now I'm not the same, because you're not the same A Super Talk Mississippi media production